best way to build a home is to have a party. Have a party. Is to have a party. And a party is an, a five-letter acronym. And I'll be explaining them to you very soon. So those of you who think that when I end this service, I'm going to ask you to go home and organize a party, I'll, I'll disappoint you. I'm just trying to say that the best way to build a home is to make your house a lively place. A place that people enjoy to come. You, you know, um, my, my two, sister, two of my sisters... Uh, two of them come immediately after me. Um, Ab- uh, Prisla, who is in America now, and Abigail, who is our registrar. We're living in a small room. I've told you my story. And we're nine. One window, we had a lot of... Um, um, the, 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 the house was not, was not sealed. The room was not sealed. And in those days, when you do the roofing, there is a, there is a, a space between the roof, and the blog, the last blog. So you have to seal it. If you don't seal it, animals will come in there. So in the room where we were, a lot of animals were coming in there. I remember a crab, a crab who was sleeping, and the crab was, was, did, did they bite or what, what did they do? Was using the clogs to pull one of my sister's toe. And you could see, you could see in, the, in, the, in our room, you could see a cat chasing a mouse on the on the beams, the wooden beams there on the two by six. So in the night when you are sleeping, you have to be careful, or else if the if the rat, the, if the mouse falls, the cat will chase it down to where you are. And if you don't take care, the cat the cat will catch you. But but that room we were nine, one window, very hot. We didn't have a fan, but we were always together in that room. We're always together in that room. From church, straight. From school, straight home. Then my sister Priscilla got admission to Ebuaka State College. Ebuaka Secondary School, I think so, yeah. To go and study. She went to school. One week, they brought her home. She was crying. She was crying. They had to bring her home. Abigail got admission to a new job in secondary school in Stradro. She also cried sad they brought her home. That one room, that one room, you couldn't leave. I was had a privilege to go and stay with Reverend Mills. Every morning I came home. Come and see what is going on. Afternoon I come home. And and that room was just one. I was sleeping in some corner, some small corner. So that we had our cousins visiting us and they packed us like sardines. They packed us like sardines. And Reverend Moss, Reverend Moss had given me a room. I was sleeping in a room and I was sleeping on bed. And yet sometimes in the evenings I just come back to sleep. Because, because we just had a room to ourselves, a poor room, but we had a home. We had a home. There was a loving father to go to, a loving mother to go to, loving siblings to go to. Growing up, well, I have five sisters, they will argue, but to see them quarrel and be not be on talking terms and be enemies. There was, there was no enemy, they will argue, they will do things, but we didn't have enemies. All of us were like 
you know, no enemies, no, there were quarrelings. My big sister, um, Franklin, used to, she has a sharp mouth. And uh, um, Olive has muzzles. So the two of them, they used to have some, some fights. Franklin always loses. She always loses. But beyond that, I mean, they'll fight today. By tomorrow, it's there. We are fine. Everything. Now, 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 there was a, an, a situation I found when I came around here on the Spinter's Road. You see the picture? Look at the picture on the screen now. Can we move the next picture? So, so this is a kiosk, and this is a very flashy home. But I see in that flashy home, everybody is on phone. Everybody is on phone. It, it, is, it is not, it's a house, it's not a home. There are some of you, your fathers have mansions, but you don't have a home. You enter your gate, and everybody goes to their room, and you're on, on phone. Mother is on phone, father is on phone, children are on phone. No communication, nothing. But see, in this kiosk, when I came here on the Sprinters Road, there was a family I used to observe. There were five in number, three children, a wife at a distance. And the man was, was, was amazing. And I saw, I used to observe them. I used to observe them. The children were happy. Were happy. They played in that dust and they didn't have any toys and other things. But this guy from work coming home has bought kinky and pepper and bring it home. I see the mother bathing for the children, no maid servant herself. Then I see how lovely and happy they were, and how lively their life was. And they're just sitting down and eating together. And the man telling the wife the work they did. And this, the wife too, was selling ice water and things by the roadside in front of the kiosk when the man goes to work. Then they come and then. And I observed them because they were very close to where the church was. For a long time, I didn't hear quarreling. I didn't hear fighting. They were, they, they were, they were poor financially, but they were very rich in terms of relationships. At the same time, I was handling a case of a couple. They were not coming to our church, but they knew me before. Who had built a very big house here on the Splinters Road. And we happened to just ch chance on each other. So I decided to go and visit them. And anytime I went to visit them, the problems. The wife had huge problems. The, the, the man had it. The children. The children were not staying at home. They were tired of the mother and the father, the way they were quarreling. The children were always out. They would go somewhere and call, I'm not coming home tonight. Then they would sleep somewhere. I'm telling you, there are children living in Trazaco Valley. But their friends are in Nima. I mean, they leave that building and go to Nima and go and stay with some friends around some gutter. Or mom will be somewhere around some gutter in the midst of mosquitoes and chat. Not that to go and do a bad thing there, but his classmates, his schoolmates, or some people they met are somewhere. The, the, the freedom to play football at Kaokudi Park. You, your children cannot even play football on your compound. You play the car glass. You you play my car. Hey, hey, you 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 dirty the walls. Hey, you will do this. Hey, 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 hey. 
Your house is like the song Kobe and Co sang. Just that that one is spiritual. But yours, hey, hey, hey. When your children hear that your car is coming home and they hear your car horn, all of them scatter. Everybody's going to their room. They are all avoiding you. That is not a that is not a home. That is a house. No relationship, no love, nothing. Your house must be lively. Every day there must be a party in the house. And that party is not, it's not some big thing and all those things and big things. Can't you see the way your children receive gifts from you? You come and say, Oh, I bought you a phone. Thank you, Daddy. Then they take it and go inside their rooms. Finish. And then you complain. They don't even appreciate the things I do for them. They don't even appreciate that. I want to show you something. I want to show you something. There are some of you who think that your parents don't love you. But you are, you are, you are not. You, you, are, you, you don't want to be part of the home. Your, your lifestyle, your lifestyle, you want to be a vagabond. You want to be a vagabond. You want the freedom to you want a, you, you have a cobalt spirit so you can't stand those things so I want to quickly go through this with you so that when you live here you go and build a home it's not, it's not late it's not too late it's not too late to correct mistakes and start all over your, your, start all over so, so what is a party what is a when I say you should build a party the P stands for parenting. 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 Proverbs 22 verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You are, those of us who are old and we are independent, the way we are behaving now is a reflection of the path that our parents created for us. We are walking on that path. And you yourself, there are some parents here, you see the way their children are behaving now. You know you created that monster. I'm telling you, you know you created that monster. Because, you see, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Now, biblical parenting is the, is the systematic impartation of values that shape the character of your child. And sharpen his or her skills. So you must be intentional about imparting some values into your children. You must be very intentional in doing this. And I'm going to show you six areas where you have to train your child the way he should go. That when he grows up, he will not depart from it. Some of you, you are not training your children. You don't see them. By the time you come from home, they are asleep. You wake up morning, you are going, you are not there. Some of you, you, have any, you don't even have talks with your children. Sit down with them. You have teenage daughters. You don't, you, you don't even discuss relationship with them. Is any boy, boy proposing to you? Feel free. Talk to me. And all those things. You, don't, you, 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 are, you, are, you, are, you are an angry father and angry mother. <laughs> and I want to show you something. Can I do I have your permission to show you? Yeah, yeah. I want to show you something. 
So there's a picture on your screen now. It's called Today's Parent. Today's Parent. I don't know whether you can see it very clear at where you are seated. But I'll go there and show you Today's Parent. This is Today's Parent. The one who is supposed to train the child the way he should go. That when he grows up, he will not depart from it. This is Today's Parent. Number one, the first thing you see is that Today's Parent is occupied on social media. Social media. You spend all your time on social media. And then you'll be there, and then you remember, hey, my children, have they eaten? Have they ate? Have you people eaten? No, we haven't eaten. And then to leave the social media to go and cook, you will just go and open the fridge and get them cold drinks and break bread and give it to them. As if your house is a communion house. Your children live on bread and cold drinks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are too busy on social media to go to the kitchen and cook for them or you call a maid the, the most dangerous parenting you can ever do is parenting by prosy some of you the people parenting your children are your maid servants it's called parenting by prosy have they taken their bath have they eaten where is their dress have they done this have they gone to sleep no 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 it's not it is not the work of the maid servant to the to you can add the maid servant as your have your children eating. You should know they have eaten. You should set the time they eat, how they eat, when they eat. That's why you have the money, but your children are more, more nourished. Because the maid servant is chewing all the meat and eating all the best part of the food and giving them food anyhow. Giving them any, I'm telling you. The father on social media. Who has no time to build relationship and communicate and talk with the children that is today's parent today's parent is building a career building a career so busy you carry your laptop home you carry your office job home and you are building a career you want to build the next bill gate and the houseboy is sleeping with your daughter i don't even know and the home teacher is going to impregnate your daughter very soon and your boy is smoking weed. You don't even know because you are very busy building a career. No relationship. No love. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that it is difficult to hurt the people you love? But it's very easy to hurt the people, the people you hate. So sometimes some of the children do things to hurt their parents because they hate them. They hate them. They just hate their parents. So they do things. They don't like the way you are raising them. And then the TV watching parent, the TV watching, the soap operas, you are addicted to them. So you, are so, you are so selfish to the extent that even watching TV, you choose programs you like. So your children cannot even sit down and watch TV with you and socialize and get some popcorn to sit down together and watch a family movie and all those things. In our home, we have a family movie night. I don't do it religiously, but my children love it. The, the, the day I do it, they love it. They love it. I said, okay, we are having a family movie. Then they all come to my place. And then, you know, we have days where they have pizza night. So when the pizza night comes, like this evening, I think Sunday evening is pizza night, eh? So they get pizza, then they come to my room, and then they are there from Kevin to everybody. You see, my house, nobody is big. Even me, the father, I'm not a big man there. 
I can come and do so. Kevin, even though Kevin is 26, he, he's not like a guy who will say um, um, pizza night and I won't join because I'm a big boy. I have to be somewhere with my, with my friends. So I'm not joining the pizza night. You must join the pizza night. God, this is family. This is family. This is family. I'm telling you. So I always tell my children that when you are going to marry, please look for people who, who, are, who are from home. If you go and look for vagabonds, they won't understand why, why in, on Sunday evenings you want to take your wife and your children to go to your parents' house to have a family time together. They say you are a fool, Papa. Your mother is controlling you. It is not controlling. It is family. It is bond. It's a bond that you cannot just come in and break, and break it. You didn't, you didn't enjoy some, so you don't understand it. So we sit down there, we eat. Well, I don't like pizza, so there's something. Not like I don't like pizza, but I don't eat pizza at my age. So there's something else Mami Sewa does for me. That when she does and brings it, so they are eating the pizza, they are around me, we are chatting, we are watching the movie, we are talking nicely. And I enjoy, that's the most enjoyable time. I have something I call, I'm counting my children. Yesterday, I wanted to count my children, but I saw Kevin after the program was too tired. Mami Sewa was tired. But I went to TV, I loved it. They came, but daddy, you said you were going to count your children. Won't you count? Count your children. I'm counting my children. It's the unofficial time where we gather. When I miss them, I say, I'm counting my children. So all of them will come up to my, um, my base in the house. I say, okay, let me count my children. One, two, three, four. Okay, you are rich. Sit down. And then we sit down and try to make it very distinct. But if you spend all your time on TV, watching TV, now, that's, the, that's the modern parent. Watching TV, watching this, and then you ignore your children. Now the TV is in your bedroom. You enter there. I don't want anybody to disturb me. I don't want anybody to disturb me. I'm watching my favorite this, and then you lock the door. Children cannot enter. They'll come and knock. Mommy, daddy, mommy, daddy. And then you are there. We are coming. We are coming. You are nonsense. You are nonsense parent. No, 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 no. You can't be watching TV and your children are calling and say, I'm coming. If you don't enjoy watching your children and you enjoy watching TV more than watching your children, you, you, you're a mess. You're a mess. And some of you, you see, you see, the problem you have is the person who raised you, the way you were trained. The problem you have is not this church, it's not the way I'm pastoring you. It's the person who raised you. You don't understand even what I'm talking about. You don't even see the value of, look at whole bishop eating pizza with his children. Is it, is it necessary? Why must he come and tell us he ate pizza with his children? Is it necessary? I don't blame you. Your father was a drunkard. He was never at home. <laughs> he was never at home. Anytime he came home, he came to beat your mother or beat you. So you can't imagine. Social gathering. Every weekend, you have a, a party to attend. You have a friend's engagement to attend. You are so busy. Even the weekend, you must stay at home and have fun with your children. You are out. You are out. The father is going to a friend's something, and then the mother is also going somewhere. Or the two of them are going together. Then the children are left at the mercies of May servants. One of the things I observe a lot at home is when my children begins, 
become afraid of, the, of a maid servant in my house, I sack you immediately. Sometimes, but one maid servant in my house, I was just there. At that time, mommy had gone for a medical checkup. And I was in the hall working. And then the children came and said, Daddy, we are hungry. I said, Go and tell Auntie. Then they went to the door and came back. Daddy, tell Auntie for us. Then I said, There's something wrong in this house. You are afraid to add Auntie, Auntie for food? Immediately I called mommy. I said, The day you land in this country, this girl is leaving the house. Why should my children be afraid? ask you for food and but it has become so in many homes your maid servant is is there is there a guy in the house is the main thing in the house in fact your husband will be sitting down with you and your husband will be calling the maid servant to come and serve him but if your husband calls you the time it will take for you to finish the last scene of that distance before you come all the time you are busy and you know what you are busy about you are busy for nothing. Social gathering. Today, that is today's parent. And then parental conflict. Today's parent. We are fighting in the presence of the children. We are fighting in the presence of the children. Some children went to school and they were asked to draw their home. They, they, one child drew the mother using fly, um, um, frying pan to hit the father's head. The man, the man, the man has been suffering in the house. One child drew herself sitting on the houseboy's lap. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was terrible. Please, please, when you fight, don't fight before your children. Or else they will do the same. The first husband. The first husband your son knows is you. And he will marry his wife the same way you are marrying his mother. The first wife your daughter will know is you. And the same way you are marrying the, 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 their father is the same way they are going to marry their husbands. So whatever is causing conflict is going to perpetuate. It's going to go on. So by the time your children marry and they fight their spouses like the way you fought. And then your grandchildren come in, they also grow up and they marry. Then it becomes a history in the family. So now people will be saying that this family, we don't marry from there. They fight a lot. This family, if you marry, they fight a lot. So all these things, you must be aware of them. And then today's parents is the image-building parent. The image-building parent. We spend more hours in front of the mirror or at the barbering shop or at the saloon than we spend with our children. And you can't be this parent and become successful. You can't. And become successful in building a home. Your children need you and you have to be there for them. The things you can swap here. Maybe you will say, oh, my career, after my career, I can't do anything about it. Build a career and crash your family. Then when you finish, all the success, who will enjoy it? If your son becomes a drug addict and is in the mental hospital, what is the essence of building a career? You must be able to structure your life in a way that you can be there for your children. When, when, when my children are coming to my office, my office staff know 
You can't just stop my, cho- my children from coming to my office. Sitibia always is looking for attention. Yes, come. Especially when I have guests. He wants the guests to know that this is my daddy. So she'll just come. She'll just come. Daddy. Daddy. How are you? I said, okay, Sitibia, you want an introduction. I just want to introduce my daughter to you. This is Sitibia. I introduce Sitibia to you. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sacrifice the freedom of my children to associate with me because I have visitors. It's not like I'm teaching them in this. Some of you think that it is indiscipline for your children to come around you when you have friends. No. She will come politely. Sometimes she even tell my friends, excuse me, can I talk to my daddy? She has that right. She has that right. They come around and ask, excuse me, can I talk to my daddy? When people come home for marriage, marriage counseling, I allow my children to be running around. Because I want to show them, I want to show them that the children must have that freedom to be running around. And then if you have some Maltese, they're always carrying them like this thing. But I don't restrain them a lot when they're carrying the Maltese. I, I need to create fun memories for them. They have to grow up and have fun memories. All those cycles, eh, people who are crazy small and they are violent small, and they, they easily get angry because they have no fun memories. I grew up in Nadabraka. The fun memories I have. Oh, what? I can sit down a whole day thinking about my story in Nadabraka and I'm excited. If your children cannot travel back, the reason why I'm not going to leave my... You know, I used to live in a, this particular building here. I had a yellow house. And I still regret that even though I made money changing it into the school, I still regret because I killed Kevin and my Mrs. Fun memories. That yellow house. They can they can that's where they grew up. And this particular one, the way the way I'm building around it, I'm building, I'm going to do a lot of things around it. Next year is my year of construction. I'm going to build this year, whatever I did was sample. Next year was is going to be my year of construction. I'm going to do a lot of construction. So eventually there will be a lot of a number of story buildings surrounding me, and I may not have my privacy, so I may have to move away from here. But moving away, I won't touch that building. I won't do anything. I want Kevin and Mami Sawa to have fun memories. They have to, you, you see, you need to have a memory lane that brings you joy. Some of you, when you remember how you grew up, you get angry. You get angry. So, so now I've shown you the parent who the, I don't know who you are, but today's parent, there's no even Bible thinking. There's no even um, prayer thinking. There is nothing. There is no morning devotion in their minds. Most parents today, this is how, this is who we are. So the next generation that we are going to raise will be dangerous. And I thank God for those who are here to become parents. Keep this thing on the back of your mind. I'm also trying to help you to understand your character deficiency. Why you behave the way you behave. Because your parents didn't have time to train you the way you should go. So that when you grow up, you will not depart from it. You have no training. I can meet people for one day and the way they talk to me and address me, I know this person doesn't have, a, doesn't have training. You get it? If you have pro- That's why, you see, a church offers you an opportunity, a second chance to be, to be fathered again. 
and to be murdered again. And that is why when you are in a church like this, where I teach these things, you should be thankful to God. You should be thankful to God. Okay, so now let's, let's look at the six areas I believe every parent must commit him or herself training their children. Every parent must do that. The first one I want to talk about is what I call the spiritual training. The spiritual training. And I doff my heart for a moment. She's good with this. Morning devotions in my house. Bible studies. Wow. For instance, between me and my father, my most fun memories between me and my father was biblical discussions. Between me and Kevin, biblical discussions. He gets a sermon, he comes to me that they have a sermon, we discuss it, I show him what, what to do. When Kevin starts preaching, he'll be preaching better than me. But the coaching is good. And the guy has some serious this thing. In fact, yesterday he couldn't preach his sermon because of the, this thing. But when he was coming to discuss it with me, I was giving him another title. I, I was rushing because I thought that, okay, okay, this is the bourgeois coach. Okay? But he listened to me quietly. After I've given him my title and how he should go about it, he said, okay, daddy, this, this is how I also want to go about it. Then when he told me mine, his was better than mine. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I haven't looked at it that way. Go ahead, preach it that way. Go ahead and preach it that way. You should commit your children to spiritual training. You should encourage your children to serve God in the local church. Encourage them. Some of you, your children are in the choir. They are complaining. What are they even doing for you? Your children are they say, your children want to come to church and come and render service. No, you are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. The, those people, um, 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 the pastor hasn't done anything to help us. You are not going to do anything in that church. You won't go that church. You are, you are not going to do this. You are, you, are, you are going to create a spiritual vacuum for Satan to fail. And that is the beginning of a lot of problems. Your spiritual life influences your physical life. You see, you may be successful physically, but Jesus said, Jesus said, a man's life does not consist of the abundance of things, the abundance of things he has. Life is more than your child graduating from the university. It's more than that. It's, it's more spiritual. Life is spiritual. And you're making sure that your children are spiritually developed and built. Waking them up. Tisibia and Nana at this age. If it's not school week, they go to devotion. 4 a.m. 12 and 11. They are devotion. They are sleeping, but they are there. And their devotion. Teach your children how to pay tight. Teach them how to come and serve God. One of the ladies here, when his child was home, he said, "Go to go to daddy's office. Go and do some work there. Go 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 there and do some work there." And I believe that the number of weeks that a gentleman spent with me, I made a lot of impact on his life. Made a lot of impact on his life. Because even observe, go to the ant, you slogan, and observe and be wise. By just observing me, you can even learn a lot of things. You can learn a lot of things. There are a number of people from church who have tried to work for me. 
It didn't work out well. And they left the office and then left church. Because they were, were not raised at home. They can't, they can't, they can't stay in a, in, a, in, a, in a regulated environment. They want to come to work when they like and live when they like and do what they like and perform how they like. That's what they want to do. So there are a few people mommy has recommended. Will you employ this person? Can you employ this person? I said, no, it will have, a, it will have effect. It will have effect on our relationship with the person in the church. So let me not employ the person. Let me say, why? So I've observed this person comes to church late, doesn't do anything in church, has just been hanging around. I mean, I said the person's, the person is already formed. If we try to bring the person in to reform the person from inside, it will create a crack in our relationship. It's better for the person to stay where the person is. I'm still dealing, and surprisingly, I'm still dealing with issues in TCC. So, the people who rather come to church with us here are the people who are TCC who are giving trouble. I'm telling you. I look at it and I get shocked. I get surprised. How can you be working for your bishop and work like you are working for someone elsewhere? But it is, it is, it is, it is a, it is lack of spiritual growth. And you have to look at it. And then domestic training. Please, I beg you, get as many domestic servants as you like, but let your children also work. When they finish eating, let them clear their plates and go and wash their plates. When they finish, um, when they wake up, teach them how to lay their own bed. Teach them how to clean their own rooms. That's how you build a home. Teach them all these things. They are important. You know, sometimes I hear pastors preach that, oh, the only thing we should preach about in church is salvation, is salvation, is salvation. And so there are some of the sisters who are so heavily minded but utterly useless. They marry, they are, they are divorced. They are brothers like that who are so heavily minded but utterly useless. The fact, the fact that you want to go to heaven, the fact that you want to go to heaven does not mean that before the rapture comes, you should not know these things. And there are some of you, the last time you sat in a classroom, it's about 15 years ago. The only source of information that you used to build your life is from church. And church will feed the spirit, soul, and body. And I'm very particular about the way I select my sermons. Sometimes I say, this sermon is for the spirit. Sometimes I say, this sermon is for the soul. Sometimes I say, this sermon is for the body. So I come and talk about how you should discipline yourself, go to the gym, I said very soon, I'm in, I think in October, we'll be introducing um, Battle of Champions on Tuesday from 9 a.m. to 12 noon. And then um, I'm finishing a football pitch and then we'll begin what we call prerobics. Prerobics. So prayer factory becomes prerobics. That is prayer and aerobics. So you come for one hour of prayer and then you do aerobics before you, you leave and go home. But the church, the church, that's the, the church must deal with the totality of, of, of human beings. That's why the Orthodox churches, they don't only build churches, they build churches, they build schools, and they build hospitals. To take care of the three-dimensional man. If any pastor who just assumes that you are in church for just, just spiritual growth, it's not a matured pastor. Number three, 
academic training. Don't joke with your children's education. Don't use the money to buy a car and then you are unable to pay their fees. Then they are sacked, they come home and then there is, they come and stay home for some time, they go. No. Once that, that begins to happen, you are, you are disturbing the education. Invest in your children's education. Educate them well, 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 well. Invest. Put them in good schools. Sell your things. My mother, I was in a very low, low secondary school from uh, in form one and form two. My mother wanted me to go to at least an average good secondary school. So she managed to put me in St. Thomas Aquinas Secondary School. And my mother used to go, you know, where we lived, where we, we grew up, they used to sell things on credit. So my mother would go and credit cloth, cloth, 10 cloths, to go and credit it. And go to Makola and reduce the price and sell it. So she can get money to go and pay my school fees. And then people be chasing her. People be chasing her. And she used to tell many people that this is the boy of my hope. This is the boy of my hope. And today I become, in her old age, she's living better than before. She's living better than before. Some of you, you have young children and you are buying unnecessary things. When you should be investing in, in edu- uh, uh, insurance policies that will cover the education. So that in future they can study outside. Just don't, don't, don't be going around telling people that me I studied in a local school, but look at what I've become. But that you could have been 10 times better than what you have become. Because you haven't become Bill Gates. You haven't become, you could have been 10 times better if you had a better school. I'm telling you, if you had a better school to attend, you would have been 10 times better. All this mess up in the educational system in Ghana here, except Accra Business School and TCIS. Every other school is a mess. It's a mess. I'm telling you, people leave university and they can't even write common English, normal, distant. Sometimes I detect things to people and the way they are spelling it. I am like, <laughs> and it's, you see, it's not the university's fault because people enter university when you know on this year the people that will enter our university we are in trouble we are in serious trouble i'm telling you i'm into education i know what i'm talking about we are in serious trouble (laughs) they are not prepared so sister brother Invest and make sure your children are well educated. That's how you build a home. If you leave your children to become illiterate, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. I have been a pastor in a very illiterate society before, and it was so difficult pastoring. When you preach, they say he has insulted us. When you say this, they say, hey, we don't understand. In fact, even in this church, in this church, people whose educational background are very low in this church, eh? very low in this church. Some of them have been in this church for years. My sermon has never changed them. But the way they interpret what I'm preaching is a different thing. And, and, and the missionaries, they knew. That was why they added education to church. 
Because they know that a well-educated person even understands the Bible better when you explain it. This thing I'm teaching, those whose educational background are not anywhere, they are insulting me in their minds by now. Me, I should go and do insurance policy for my child. Did my father do something for me? Did my father do something for me? I should take my children outside to go and learn. Uh, why? In Africa, don't we have universities? Don't we have good schools? But the way you wanted to travel, eh? Forget and invest in your children. Teach them how to build good social cohesion. How to choose friends. Don't, don't overprotect your children in terms of friends. If you, if you overprotect them, they will make friends that they cannot introduce them to you. They will make bad friends. And they will make them on social media. And the bad friends will teach them how to watch pornography. And the bad friends will teach them how to cut on social media. You are there. You think your daughter doesn't go out. So you are fine. Your daughter doesn't go out. So your daughter is protected. She is having phone sex. She is taking naked pictures of herself for men. I'm telling you. So it is better for you to have an open door policy. Show me your friends. As they bring in the friends, you advise them. You advise them. You must know what they are doing to be able to provide good advice. Don't go here. Don't go there. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And all of us are guilty of that. Recently, I saw how guilty I am on that when uh, Mami Sawa asked me to go to a certain party. I said, go. Why, why not? Daddy, really, I should go? I said, go. Why not? Then she went to the party, came back. So, so I said, go. But you know you're a Christian. If you go there, it's not a Christian environment. You shouldn't stay. Yeah. She went to the party and came and said, Daddy, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And I was wondering, why is this guy girl thanking me? Then I remembered that I prevented her from going to several parties. It wasn't, it was my fear, not her character, but my fear. And sometimes you see, that's what we do to our children. The level of protectionism is too much. So, so they eventually become very timid. My house in Nanabaka had no walls, but I still got born again. Sometimes we are so afraid our children will not be Christians. So we overprotect them. But when the protection turns out well, they also come back to thank you and say, It was good you didn't allow me to do those things. You didn't allow me to do all those things. Right now, eh, if I challenge some of these young girls here, everybody bring your phone. Let's check what is on your phone. The number of pornographies that 18 year olds. And things have on their phone, the chats. I can even see on some people's phones, husbands here chatting with their girlfriends in this same church. Oh Lord. Do I start prophesying? And then train them healthy lifestyle. Let them ensure that they build a very important. Choose what they eat. Don't be putting junk food on the tables for your children because you are busy. 
oh, I love mommy and Kevin. The way they banter over food. Mommy said, you are going too big. You are not going to, you are going to, too big. You are not going to eat after six in this house. And I've seen a 20-something-year-old, 26-year-old boy that the mother has locked the kitchen. Locked everywhere. He said, go, go to your bed. Go to your bed. You are not eating. Mommy, but I'm hungry. Yeah. But you are not eating after six. Mommy, please. No, no, no. You are not eating after six. I know sometimes she, he dodges to go and balance the equation somewhere. But what else? Sometimes we say that I'm walking to the mall because he knows we want him to walk. That I'm walking to the mall. I um, where oh, um, Jackson Mall. Great. But Jackson Mall, junk food. So he, he walks um, a number of carbohydrates away and go and refill it and come back home. <laughs> Recently I walked with him to the place. And I said, so, it's just about four kilometers walking. I do six kilometers a day. So, walking here is not a miracle. She said, oh, I walk back. When I walk, I walk, I walk back. I said, that one, I can't testify to that. And then cultural values. Train them. The cultural values. We have very good cultural values that today, we don't even teach our children how to be respectful there are young ladies sitting down here right now. If, if here is food and you ask them, I've had an occasion, I've had an occasion where, where the church was full and I asked that the choir should move out. Some people got angry that I asked them to move out. But it's a common cultural thing that if you have visitors at home, you give them special treatment. I mean, it's a common cultural thing. I travel out and I'm in a train and an older lady comes to the train and I get her for her to sit down and she's surprised. She says, no, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. I said, I'm not patronizing you. It is in my culture. If you won't sit down, me too, I won't sit down, I'll stand and then, because I can't be sitting down whilst you are this thing. And then we are all standing. Then she's looking at me as if I'm, I'm a crazy person. Are you crazy? Are you sure you are all right? Today, young ladies in this church will not get up for elderly people to sit down. Well, they have not been taught those things. They can exchange words with elderly people and argue. They don't care. I see some of the arguments that goes on on a church platform. So I'm sad. While you're on a church platform, you can talk to anybody, any elderly person, respond anyhow. Respond anyhow. I've had occasion to even call some people behind the scenes. Now, when I put something on the church platform, you can't be talking like that. I'm your bishop. If you disagree with me, call me. Don't disagree with me on the church platform. Does it make sense? There are some people around who put things that I disagree. I don't argue with them. I'll just call somebody to call them. Sometimes even I feel if I call them, it will be too much of uh, um, killing a and unto the sledgehammer. So I maybe a cop I say, you or somebody, can you call these people and correct that person? We need to have those kind of cultural values. In, in, in women in our culture have a way they dress, the way they present themselves, the way they walk, the way they talk. Don't keep it. Don't get all these things. Teach your children. Not all these things on social media that they want to copy. It's, it's coming from a society that is collapsed. You 
other civilization. It is collapsization. They are collapsing. Their marriages are breaking. Men are marrying men. Women are marrying women. Don't let them feel that those societies are better than ours. We are better than them. Culturally, men, men have certain responsibilities. Teach them. My house, they know boys don't beat girls. So Kevin and Mami Sewa grew up. Mami Sewa is more abrasive than Kevin. No matter how Mami Sewa confronts Kevin, Kevin will never raise. It doesn't come to my attention. Maybe it, they did somewhere. But I haven't seen Kevin touch Mami Sewa or something. It could happen, I mean, once in a while. But not a regular thing. Because my house, boys don't beat girls. Nana and we are the same thing. Boys don't beat girls. Are you here with me? So I think, I think that um, because of time, I can't go beyond this. I'll put the rest on the platform. We dance our time away. I put the rest on the platform and then we can have it. Just want to look at this called affection. That one is important. The second this thing on this thing is called affection. Affection. Love. In, in a house where there is no love, it's, it's a very pitiful thing. I taught you here that, okay, so let me not go through all those things. Let me just summarize. Listen, because I've laid the foundation. Daughters who are not loved by their fathers, some stupid boys will, will propose to them and they'll fall for them. Um, Odovisha, please, will you allow me to get down? I want to summarize this and let me close, please. I beg you. Eh? If they say I shouldn't get down again, I should always stand up there. Can you imagine those? Those upstairs will not see me. Okay. So I have to. What, what kind of affliction is this? I'm talking about affection. You are afflicting me. Oh. Please, let me, let me tell you something. Eh? Love, I've told you already. Love is the most important thing. And with girls that easily fall for men were raised by men who never expressed their love to them. They can't look at their daughters and say, I love you girls. You are the best thing for me in this world. Come, come girls, let's go out. Come and lie by me on my bed. Let's have a chat. Let's talk, etc., etc. No. Do you, know, do you know there are some men who feel when they express love, it, is, it, it weakens them. If so even their own wives, they can't tell them I love you. Their own wives, they can't express love. They are, they are emotionally a pillar. They can't. Even when they are having sex with their wives, they can't tell them I love you. The only emotions they know how to do is when they are ejaculated. They move like, like cattle put together. Move. If your husband is having love with making love with you and he cannot tell you I love you, and he's ejaculating, he's saying stupid things. Shut his mouth, hold his mouth, and, and get him. Now, yeah, no, 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 you are very, excuse my way, but you are a very stupid man. Not to be able to express your emotions to your wife and to your daughters and to your children and let them and think that. 
This is an archaic thinking. You, this is archaic thinking. You live somewhere in the year 1840 something. Love your wife and express it. And don't only express it during incest. Express it every time, every day. Let that woman hear, I love you. And say it from the bottom of your heart. Let your daughters know that you love them. And women, do the same. Do the same. Show that love. You know, I, I don't comb my hair. Mommy's in charge of combing my hair. So my brush and everything is there. And the reason is that when I comb, she says doesn't like the way I comb it. And, and the reason is that she says I'm too stressed. So she has to massage my head every time before. So I go and sit down there. When I finish dressing everything, then I carry my hair cream and my brush. Then I enter her, this thing. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you. And I should be massaging it. And so my king, I love you so much. And I love doing this thing for you. Once she starts doing that, I'm looking for my checkbook. nonsense things nonsense things if you, if you know you can't love don't, 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 go and, don't go and propose to somebody your house must be a place where everybody feels loved everybody feels loved when my children hear my car they all run outside daddy you are back daddy hey daddy like daddy like that oh I feel so good these children know I love them they know I love them By you, when they hear your car horn, everybody take over, take over, take over. And they have a name for you, Bullet is coming. <laughs> Father, Charlie, today forgive me, eh? I'm closing a bit late, but you know that we dance our time. Okay, okay, so go, 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 go to the next one. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. Just jump all else, then go to the next one. And the party, the next one is. I think relationship. Your friendship means the world to your family. Your friendship means the world to your family. Let your wife be your best friend. Let your husband be your best friend. And let your children be your best friends. If your children are not your friends, who will be your friend? Who? Who? Me, I love being at home. Because that's where my best friends are. That's where my best friends are. My wife and my children, my best friends. You close right now, I go back home, take my fufu, I'm up. All of them are coming with me. We are chatting till late night. There's a movie, we watch it. The only problem I'm solving in my house is that Kevin is Manchester and Mami Sawa is Asna. They must all come to Chelsea. That'd be one of the conditions under which I will ordain Kevin. Oh, other than that, on, on what terms? Should I ordain do I ordain a red devil? Ah. How can a devil be ordained? Okay. The next one. Next one. Please forgive me. Next week we'll close as early at eleven. Please forgive my forgive me my sins. Then temperament, please understand that your children come in different shapes and different types and they have different temperaments you see 
there are some people that you can you you naturally cannot stand, so that some of them become your children. But you cannot say you can't stand your child. You cannot say it. Don't compare your children. Don't tell them. See how look at how, how this one likes reading, and you don't like reading. One must be grammatically good. The other could be technically, vocationally good. In Ghana, the reason why we are, we, we are, we are not an industrialized uh, country is because our whole focus is on grammar education, which is, which is passed long ago in advanced country. Advanced country, technical and vocational education is the, one of the best Sisibia likes reading, Nana doesn't like. And all the time, mommy is worried. I said, give Nana comics. People who don't like reading, they like stories. Give, them, give Nana comics books. When you're going, you going to buy the books, give them different books. We just realized that Nana is very technically proficient. Ah, the guy, the guy's thinking. The last time he was playing FIFA football or something, and Judah was there. And the way he was arranging the distance, Judah said, Daddy, Nana is serious. So look at the way he's setting up the players. His formation, his formation is even better than Ole, Manchester United's foot uh, coach. <laughs> his formation. So please appreciate the differences in your children. No child is created a bad child. It is the process of the training that makes the person bad. There is nothing in anybody that makes the person bad. It is the person's reaction to conditions that makes the person look bad. Are, are you here? And every parent must be emotionally intelligent. You must be emotionally intelligent. You must understand the different emotions of your children. You must understand it and raise them separately. Don't raise them together. They are separate beings, even twins. Have different this thing. You are a bad child. 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 Now the child is becoming an arm robber, and you are worried. Whatever you confess, it happens. Okay, move on. Don't look at the sanguine and another things. I think is the the last one. You, you, the why. In the this thing is you. Is you the why? In the party is you. You must make this party happen. That doesn't depend on anybody. You can even be a child and make the party happen. You can even be, you'll be a parent and make it happen. When you live here today, make the party happen. Look at this scripture. Look at this scripture. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. As far as it depends on you, everything happening around you depends on you. Life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So, seven things you cannot change until you change. Number one, you can never change the way people treat you until you change the way you treat people. You can never change the way your wife treats you until you change the way you treat your wife. You can never change the way your husband treats you until you change the way you treat your husband. You can never change the way your children treat you until you change the way you treat your children. You can never change the way your parents treat you until you change the way you treat your parents. So the change depends on you, not the other person. Next, 
You cannot change your character until you change your friends. So please, it's there, it's in the Bible. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Be very careful. Be very, very, very careful. If you want your children to have good character, you must show it first. But you must change your friends to be able to change your character. If, if your friends in this church are the group of gossipers and they are always in your house gossiping about people in church, I can assure you, your children will grow up gossiping. If your friends in this church are people who pray and they come to your house, you are together praying for the bishop, praying for the church, praying for things to happen, your children will grow like that. If you are, if you are a friend of drunkards and they come to your house on weekend to drink and to smoke, your friends will learn. They will do this. Your children will learn. They will do the same thing. They will do the same thing. Your children will eventually become a version of you. A version of you. Yesterday I was watching the bishop's children preaching here. Everybody preached like their father. They all preached like their fathers. And if Kevin had preached, you would have seen. He would have preached like me. Like the way you are in a hurry to go home. That's the same way your children will grow and want to go home early from church. You cannot change what you harvest until you change what you sow. You cannot be sowing bitterness and hatred and beating your children and expect to have confident children grow up. No. You cannot be insulting your children and criticizing them and saying all the bad things they do without appreciating them for the good things they do. You kill their confidence. You kill their confidence. You cannot focus on just criticizing your wife without praising her. You will kill that woman's confidence. You cannot focus on criticizing your husband without praising him. You will kill his confidence. So please, whatever you want to see at home, start sowing it. For me, eh, I'll talk about mommy so much so that Unless you say, now nah, I'm tired, I'm leaving the church. Daddy talk about mommy too much. Because for me, what I see in mommy is positives. And she has just turned out to become exactly the woman I wanted. So mommy is my creation. So if you are telling your wife, you see the way my, my mommy treats daddy. See the way mommy treats daddy. If you treat me that way, me too, I treat the way daddy treats mommy. Mommy is my creation. I'm mommy's creation. Okay. Four. You cannot change the direction of your life until you change the driver. What drives you in life? If your children see that the only thing that drives you is money, all of them will grow up and start loving money. If your children see that what drives you is fame, all of them will grow up and become like you. If they see that the love of God drives you, do things for God, they will all grow up and let the love of God drive them. What is driving you? The things you do in church, what is driving you? You cannot change your financial situation until you change your financial behavior. Have very good financial... Yesterday, Bishop Dark's son was discussed talking to me and Kevin. And the same thing I do to Kevin is the same thing. He went to preach somewhere and they had to push his car. Or his car will not start. And people were questioning him. So why can't your father buy you a good car? I had the same thing. When Kevin came from Europe, that's the car he wanted. He wanted a Jaguar. I said, I didn't give birth to you. I'm going to check, check your DNA. You are not, eh? You want a Jaguar to start life. 
The mother has some old cars. Say, start with this one. I'm giving Kevin a penthouse but on the condition that when he marries. But that penthouse is mortgaged. He's going to pay it. Every month I'll take money from his salary. It's not free. Until I die, he cannot inherit my things. I'm just, it's just, it's just, I'm just teaching him financial principles. Everything I have will be his. But I'm teaching him that the first house you live in, buy it. Don't let your daddy dash it to you. Buy it from me. <laughs> because I'm teaching him financial behaviors. He has learned the financial behaviors. And now the mother says, So, Kevin, you don't use your money. Kevin, you don't use your money. Where is your money? You don't use your money. My fuel gauge is never above 25%. Another time, mommy is complaining. Why is your fuel gauge? Not, mommy will go and buy full tank and put it down. And one week, she hasn't gone anywhere. I call her. I said, for one week, 500 Ghana CDs is sitting in your car. For nothing. It's not being used. It's not being... 500, 500 Ghana CDs is sitting. You know how much what we could have used to do? The only time I fuel my car to the brim is when I'm traveling far away. But I make sure the fuel in it is good enough not to spoil my... Um, pump. But I'm not going to put a fuel of thousand cities into my car and put it in the house because I'm a bishop. Then my thousand cities is sitting in there. I for mommy, she, he, she can. She's the wife of a rich man. <laughs> but I'm a son of a poor man. <laughs> you cannot change me until you change you. In most cases, we think that we think that the people are the problem. They must change. But in most cases, it is us. Chelsea just spent over 300 million buying players. And they are still scoring us. If we like, let them remove Lampard and bring in another coach. Those players, those players can score any team in the world. Even combined Barcelona and Real Madrid, we should be able to beat them. Just so the problem all the time, eh? All the time, when your hand is pointing towards to someone, four of the other fingers will be pointing to you. You cannot change me until you change you. I'm not a bad pastor, you are the bad congregation. <laughs> and you are not a bad congregation, I'm the bad pastor. That's the way you look at it. And then you change, I change. Then we move on. Finally, you cannot change the way you think until you change what you hear. That's why I'm not apologizing for closing late. Because what you have heard today will change the way you think. Because you see, Proverbs 23 verse 7 says that, For as a man thinketh in his heart, so he see, the content of your head creates you. The content of your head creates you. You are a creation of the content of your head. You can never outgrow. You can never outperform your mind. That's why some of you must go to school. Put your children to school. Let them go to the best schools. Let them go to the best schools you can ever afford. Put them there. I 
went to LSC, London School of Economics, paid big money, about 60,000 pounds. And I've been teaching management. Then this guy comes around who has worked with uh, General Electric and has worked with top companies and has written books on management, comes and begins to teach management. And I'm sitting down and say, where did this thing pass? Why didn't I know this? I understood why I'm paying 60,000 pounds. Save money. Go and put them. I'm, I'm asking all of you parents here. Please go and look for an insurance company and open education insurance policy for your children. As young as they are. And make up your mind. If, if they don't come to a crab business school, they'll go to Harvard, Yale, or Cambridge, or somewhere. But a crab business school is your first choice. Is that that? Um, will, will be full. Yes, the entrance will be difficult. But if you don't, if you don't get a crab business school, at least Yale, um, Cambridge, Oxford, all those, make, make it up, cap your mind like, and work towards it. It works. I could get my children to study out because I planned it. I planned it whilst they were young. I planned it. If it were to be, not to be a COVID, Carrie would have left this September. I planned it. I mean, was just asking me, so, Carrie's fees ready? I said, it's been ready for a long time. So where is it? It's been lying somewhere for a long time. I knew this time will come. I knew this time will come. I knew this time will come. You should be thankful to God that you hear me every Sunday. Because the words I speak, they are life. And they can change your life. Thank you. I love you all. And thank you. Thank you for your patience. And thank you for coming to church. The Lord honor you and bless you. May your life forever be changed. In Jesus name. I pray for your marriages. I pray for your homes. Let there be a party in the house. Let there be love. Let there be good parenting. Let there be affection. Let there be relationship. I pray for you that you will start the change. That God will make you a change agent. That God will make you a change agent. May God give you the heart to love your children. And to love them. And not to discriminate. May God give you the grace. To build a godly family. Above all. May God give you the resources. To take care of your family. I bless you. I bless you. Jesus name. Amen.